Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening this morning. You just heard the details in the break. You can escape to Hobart with my cruises for seven nights. Just quote footy 100 for an SN exclusive offer. You can find them online, of course, at mycruises.com.au. Reasonably good uh, weekend of weather in store today, though. Possible light shower, just a top of 15 for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and the inner suburbs. All right, been looking forward to this. Time to talk a little bit of cricket. Let's hear from the Aussie coach, Andrew McDonald. We're pretty settled when you pick a squad of... 15 players, you're pretty settled in what options you've got available. Yeah, the the bowling at number seven, yeah, can, can be critical. Um, we've also got Glenn Maxwell and obviously Mitch Marsh coming back into the fold with his bowling. So we feel as though between Marsh and Maxwell, we could potentially get 10 overs out of that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave the sort of final team uh, to a couple of days out. So we've got a couple of days to work through that. A few of those moving parts that we had, leading in um, have unfolded positively for us, which is which is nice. So if you asked me that two weeks ago, I would have been a little bit worried. But now, yeah, everything seems to have, have come together nicely. So Andrew McDonald there. So the World Cup burst into life last night. Well, somewhat anyway. It's got some competing interests over there in India and the future of the format is definitely a question. But New Zealand smacking England. Now, I caught up with Bharat Sunder Racing yesterday prior to that game. And sat down to talk to him about Australia's prospects against India on Sunday and the wider tournament. The One Day International World Cup is underway in India and Australia's first order of business comes against none other than the hosts, India, on Sunday. The great Bharat Sundaration is our man on the ground in India for this 10-team, 48-match tournament and he joins us on the line. Bharat, really appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to be back in India uh, for the second time this year, but in very different circumstances. Uh, uh, what For what could well uh, be, Sam, the, the last 50-over World Cup as we know it, uh, or so it seems, if you, uh, if you just walk around, walk around the streets and you know, just compare the buzz around this World Cup uh, to 12 years ago, the last time the men's 50-over World Cup came to India, it's a, a massive contrast. Yeah, so I was going to ask you to set the scene for us off the top. Where are you? And I, I was going to ask you what the mood or the vibe or the level of excitement was in, in a cricket-mad nation like India right now with this uh, yeah. this 50-over World Cup finally underway. It's, it's, it's a mixed bag, to be honest. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I am in Chennai, uh, where India take on Australia uh, in a couple of days' time. Uh, and, you know, a couple of evenings ago, India had a closed-doors training session, so the media was shut out. Uh, but, you know, nothing can keep me away from a night net session. So I did find a vantage point outside the ground alongside a hundred other just, you know, punters, just people walking past the stadium who realized uh, the Indian team is in there. So you couldn't make out much from where they were. But that just tells you how, uh, I mean, the, the craziness for cricket in India. I, I bumped into a, a young man who said, 
I'm going to be here on the same spot for the next four days. And honestly, there's literally you could see glimpses of the Indian cricketers walking by. But that's just what cricket and cricketers mean to India. Having said that, uh, you know I covered the 2011 World Cup for the for the Indian Express, who I used to work for back then. Um, and we started the lead up and the build up three months out, and uh, you know uh, everything was all our energies was focused on that. India has changed as well as a sporting nation. Right now, the Asian Games is going on, and the whole focus now is on will India get to that uh, magic hundred medals mark. So even if you read the newspapers, uh, the cricket profiles and previews are forced to share some space with the Asian Games news and reports. So it kind of tells you that. Um, Yes, cricket is the number one sport in India, but for the first time ever, it feels like the other sport also are getting a, a fair amount of attention. Uh, but I think it will change once India play Australia on Sunday. Yeah, but you touched on it. So this format or the future of this format, Barrow? Like, how many more ODI World Cups are we likely to see? I saw uh, the MCC president Mark Nicholas saying, you know, fifty over cricket should only, or in fact, should not be played outside of World Cups anyway. Yeah, and uh, and look, that's. Uh, been a narrative which has been uh, floated around for a while, hasn't it? And, and you just have to uh, look at the FTP for the next uh, four years between this uh, 50 over World Cup and the next proposed one. <laughs> and then, and mm. ironically, the next scheduled 50 over World Cup is in South Africa and Namibia and Zimbabwe. I mean, what South African team are we going to see four years from now? Already, uh, you know, their selectors or the powers that be in South Africa have said, oh, we uh, next January pick only those test players who are not involved with the SAT20 league. So that's where their bilateral or international cricket lies or their priorities lie. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, it, it, South Africa are playing the least number of ODIs between now and 2027. And shockingly, India the, are going to play the second least ODIs from now to then, so to imagine an Indian team not playing enough, uh, kind of, kind of tells you everything you need to know about the interest in this format. Uh, and uh, look, I mean, the broadcast rights have been sold for 2027 and 2031, uh, but whether we'll get there and whether the format survives, um, I don't know. So I, I almost uh, am of the belief that look, we have this wonderful tournament ahead of us. Let's enjoy it. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves and just make the most of what we have now. The schedule I mentioned, so 10 teams, 48 group stage matches, two semifinals and a final, and it's being played over a, you know, a six-week period. Now, Bharat, I never doubt your levels of endurance, but this is a lot of cricket. <laughs> it is a lot of cricket and a lot of travel. Uh, I think the Australian team themselves will, uh, would have flown around... Uh, 8,000 kilometers uh, or more uh, by the time they finish their league phase. Uh, and, and the Indian team will travel even more. I think they, they're up to twelve or 13,000 kilometers. Uh, so Australia at least have the reprieve of playing two back-to-back games in Lucknow after this uh, first one. But yeah, I mean, it'll be all over the shop uh, and, uh, you know, different conditions, different food, uh, a sort of different climatic conditions as well uh, at this time of the year. Um, so by the end of this tournament, all the players, the media, and everyone involved would have seen uh, all of India uh, and experienced most of India. So, uh, and whoever does win in the end would be completely, uh, or you can call them deserved winners. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be, we'll all be ready to come back home at that point. So you're in Chennai, well, as you say, the Aussies have India on Sunday. I mean. Uh, Barat, how are we to assess the state of this Pat Cummins-led team coming into the tournament? Uh, look, uh, because they've had such a 
long lead in uh, the south africa series the india series and the two warm up games uh though the second one turned a little farcical once david warner started bowling two overs but uh, <laughs> you know i think a lot of them have had enough time to kind of get used to playing 50 over cricket again uh, because don't forget it's not just with australia a lot of the big nations don't put out their best 11s anymore regularly in 50 over bilateral cricket so it's almost a case of bringing the band back together i mean look at new zealand trent bolt is back uh, trent bolt is back ben stokes is coming out of retirement to play this world cup but that's the case with most teams uh, right like when how often have we seen cummins and hazelwood and stark bowl together not very often what well, it's been last it's been 3 years since that happened when they finally did come together against india a couple of weeks ago um, i think they're shaping up well in terms of everyone being completely acclimatized to what to expect with this world cup and mo- all of them play in the ipl or have played in the ipl so they know what it's like to travel play and travel from one end of the country uh, to the other end of the country um so i think in in that aspect they're looking good and just looking at uh, or having witnessed the warm up game against pakistan uh, uh, my biggest takeaway from that was or there were a few takeaways but the standout was manas labushain i don't think they can not pick him anymore he will bat at number 4 and mitchell marsh bowling again i think is a, such a big positive sign for them because that then that allows them to kind of choose between stoinis and green and the batting lineup just looks stronger with manas in it So with Manus potentially in it, as you say, can is there a world where he and Steve Smith play together in in the top four? I mean, is that a fait accompli? I think they can. Look, the criticism about Manus Sam in this format or white ball cricket has been, oh, he can't shift gears, mm. or oh, you know, he can't match up with the tempo at which 50 over cricket play, gets played these days. But he's proven in the last month or so in South Africa and in India and even in the couple of warm ups. that he starts on fourth gear i mean he his strike rate is well above 100 for the first 15 20 balls he faces which is what you expect from the modern day one day batter uh, and the way he's playing and then he manages to maintain that momentum as well so that kind of tells you that yeah i mean him and steve smith can play alongside each other because steve smith as well is such an underrated one day batter that uh, people keep uh, forgetting how uh, how good he is at shifting gears and uh, you know the two 60 ball centuries he made against india in 2020 are, are proof of that and also his wonderful numbers in the format so i can see both of them play together and because you have such explosion on either side right i mean david warner seems to have refound his power hitting which is a very big positive for australia and mitchell marsh is mitchell marsh and at least till travis head comes back i can totally see a case where uh, uh, you know manus not only like plays in the side but actually puts on quite a show You mentioned Travis Head he's in the squad he's obviously injured I think it was a fractured hand wasn't it so is that the right move to potentially have him come in later I think the only reason they uh, they've even like you know flirted with the idea and gone ahead with it is because of the length of the tournament as you said earlier mm. uh, you know when you play nine matches even say if you can bring him in for the fifth or the sixth game and by then say Australia are in a good enough position to qualify for the semi finals you have someone like Travis Head ready and Uh, you know in the last 12 months or so he's been the x factor at the top of the order right and in, in these conditions as well with the ball uh, you know they, it's not going to bounce a lot and he he he's just at his supreme powers in uh, uh, conditions where the ball comes on and the pitches are flat uh, especially when it comes to 50 over cricket uh, i think australia could well find themselves uh, uh, in the best position possible it is a gamble like you know to go ahead with just 14 players in such a long tournament for you, you don't know how long 
but it also tells you how important a player he's become for them. Mm. Uh, and uh, look, I mean, Travis said in the side, the team just looks stronger. It's a, as far as the squad goes, it's a, you know, relatively speaking, an all rounder heavy squad. I mean, a, a, are we short a wrist spinner given the conditions, do you think, potentially? Uh, I think, uh, look, you could have gone with young Tanvir Sangha, and uh, he is here. I mean, he is one of the two reserve players alongside Matt Short. Uh, but I, I just think the, the makeup of the Australian side, especially when you have world-class fast bowlers like uh, Mitchell Stark, Pat Thomas and Josh Hazelwood, you would just want to at least start ta- the tournament with all mm. three of them. Which kind of tells you, then playing two wrist spinners, especially when one is so inexperienced as Tanvir Sangha, as good as he is, would have been a risk. So I'm not surprised they haven't gone that route. And Glenn Maxwell is bowling as well as he ever has in one-day cricket. Uh, you know, in, the, in that game against India, when he bowled all 10 overs, and even against Pakistan. Uh, and he can bowl at different stages as well. And if with Manas beginning to bowl a little bit as well, but more than even Manas, I think if Mitchell Marsh bowls, I think they have enough variety in the bowling attack to... Uh, pull through without that second wrist spinner. And it's not just Australia. I mean, India have dropped their second wrist spinner as well. They've gone back to Arashman uh, and just stuck with Kuldeep Yadav. So I think it's also a trend that we're seeing uh, around the world where teams just prefer having uh, the option of having maybe more finger spinners when you do have a world-class wrist spinner already in the side. And before we let you go, Barat, Marcus Stoinis is another one who's uh, under a bit of a fitness cloud and in some sort of doubt mm. for Sunday. Have you got a line of sight on him and what way do you think that might unfold? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's the one that uh, I'll be keeping an eye, a close eye on over the next couple of days at training. Because, yeah, he neither batted nor bowled against Pakistan. Uh, I mean, Matt Short was doing all the heavy lifting in terms of bringing the drinks out. Uh, I saw Stoinis a couple of times. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'd be not sure whether it is still uh, based on injury or whether they thought, uh, you know what, we just want to rest him. He has played quite a bit of one-day cricket in uh, the recent in recent times. Uh, but just in terms of selection as well, because I said Manus is going to play, I think it could just come down to uh, Marcus Stoinis or Cameron Green. Uh, and, you know, the problem with Stoinis, or at least the, the question mark about him, is with the bat. He's just been so inconsistent. But he's been really good with the ball. And with Cam Green, he's been a mixed bag with both bat and ball. So I think the selection could eventually just come down to who between the two uh, the Australian selectors trust, uh, at least at the start of the tournament. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's someone uh, I, I will be keeping a keen eye on. Barat, great to chat. Enjoy the tournament. Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to enjoy. Uh, I haven't made a great start in terms of struggling with the spites in Hyderabad. <laughs> I'm going too soft. I need to up my game as well. Yeah, by the end, I want to be uh, the, the shining light for the other Australian journalists here. You've been here too long. Enjoy it, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Barat Sunderacing there for the OMF. Big, big spring sale on now with up to 60% off selector mattresses. Good to catch up with him over there in India yesterday. We were speaking just prior to the England-New Zealand tournament opener. If you missed it, the Kiwis won the toss. Bold, restricted England to nine for 282 from their 50, and then went Wooshka with the bat. One for 283. They got it done inside 37 overs. Rachin Ravindra, 123 to go with his one wicket with the ball, and Devon Conway smacking 152 from 121. They looked magnificent, New Zealand. Uh, the news headlines are with Monique Jews back after that.